Penny quit playing. <laughs>、Yo, you already know what it is. You're listening to the Urban Product. It's your boy DME. It's your boy Cozy Rich. And we got a special guest in the studio with us today. We got Joey Free. Everybody make some noise from him. Facts, 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 facts. Make some noise from him. Nah, make some noise from him. I thought it was going to be a round of applause. Fine, if you want the round of applause, I'll give you the round of applause. Hey. I like it. That's nice. I'm like a nice. Power Ranger. I come up with explosions. You feel me? That's how I'm going to see. You feel me? <laughs> Joey, how you doing today? Dude, I am fantastic. Thank you for having me, all you guys. It's、uh, pretty sweet to be here, especially、um, after having the, the piece up and everything. It's, Facts. it's no, pretty let's, dope. Let's, let's get a wide shot real quick so everyone can appreciate one more time what、hey. this man created. Yeah, facts. You should open up the show with that. So, the piece that you see behind us, you know, that has all of our faces on it, the urban product, just this wonderful piece of art. You are looking and listening to the wonderful artist that created it for us.、Hey. So, I remember.、Um, This was back, right? I think it was right before, right before COVID. Yeah, right before, right before COVID. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. in February. Yeah. Right before, yeah. This shit was crazy. Yeah. So,、um, one of my boys, I was looking for a piece、uh, for this show. And I was looking for a local artist to do the piece, obviously, because everything that involves this show, I just、um, make it local. Locally outsourced. Exactly.、Mm. So, one of my boys, who's an artist,、um, I hit him up. And he sent me a list of people who I should check out. And I checked out a lot of people's pages. Then I got to Joey's page and I checked out his art. And I saw、um, some of the portraits that he did of people. And I was like, oh, this is dope. This is dope. And I like the colors and I like the designs of all of it. So I hit him up, slid in the DM, you feel me? Real professional like. <laughs> and told him what I was thinking about. And yeah, after some time, he sent us、um, a mock up of what he was thinking of. We bounced ideas off of each other, and then lo and behold, this was the product of it. I love it. I was amazed of it. Every time he sent me update pics of it, I was like, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> and then to see the final piece in person、um, was even better because obviously you look at things through pictures and, like, yeah, it could be amazing. But once you see the you know, final never, product you in know, person, you don't really get to appreciate how great something is until you get to experience it firsthand. Facts. And when we both pulled up to his stew and seen this painting just hanging on the wall, our jaws dropped, to be honest with you. I was just like, oh my God. I was so happy. Yeah. Money well spent.、No、exactly. Because I remember.、Um, Joey hasn't met like, all three of us before paint, painting it, so he was just going off pictures. And、mm-hmm. when I saw the final piece and、um, what he got from the picture and what he put on there, I was like, oh shit, like, that's it. Like, what, like that picture? Everybody knows what that picture is because <laughs> that was my profile photo for a good year. So everybody knows what that picture is. <laughs> But、um, yeah, it's just real dope. It's real dope, man. And I'm just happy that we're here. Had to have him on the show because we just got to have a big talk. And、um, yeah, here we are. Here we are. Yeah, thank you. For, shout out Conflict, too.、Um, your buddy put that together. That was like really huge. Anytime an artist reaches out with a project, you know, especially times of volatile, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, COVID happened. You know、mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's like to have something like that that's still, you know, on the docket and ready to be done is like. It's a lifesaver, man. And、mm-hmm. it was just a great opportunity. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate、so、you having you, man. But before we get into it, because, you know, I asked Joey how he is. How, how are y'all? I didn't forget about y'all. How are y'all? Living my best life per usual. <laughs> same answer. I'm good. Every single one. He's sad. <laughs> no, legitimately, that's been the same answer every single episode. Since he joined, I'm hip. All the way since 21. Gotta、he、keep it consistent. Living his life per usual for 100 episodes. <laughs>、um, my day was good. Enjoyed the weather. I'm trying to catch up with some schoolwork, but it was good. Not too bad. How was school? School good? School's different. I feel that. See, that's why I'm not doing that <laughs> shit. That's why I'm not doing、School's、that shit、different. right now. But I feel I that. <laughs> But、um, yes, welcome. So、um, before, we wanna, before we get like, deep into the show, I just want you to give our listeners you know, a little background of yourself.、Mm-hmm. I know a little bit about you.、Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, you can just come from your mouth. So yeah, let them know、sure. about Joey Free real quick. Okay, so、um, what's up, everybody? <laughs>、um, I am 31 years old. I am from Pembroke, Mass.、Hey. So, 40 minutes south of the city, pretty much.、Um, 
I've been living in the city now for about 10 years. Um, I've been doing art kind of like my whole life, doing like visual art, drawing and things like that. Um, I started like rapping and making beats about 10 years ago. So that's always, I mean, anything artistic has always been just like me. It's what I'm all about, kind of. Um, so I grew up on the South Shore, did a little bit of time over in Arizona. I like uh, went, to, went to college at Suffolk for a year, then went to ASU for a year. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I stopped going to school, and um, at the time I was just making beats and trying to figure things out. Came home, and, and then my dad got me a job as a super in the city, so I started doing that, and then um, really started to pursue my art probably about six years ago, five or six years ago, and taking it seriously as a career move. So then, um, you know, ever since then, I've just been going really ham on painting, doing as much painting as I possibly can, always writing writing a lot of um poetry and hip-hop and things like that and just you know really trying to make it work and then at the same time balance you know normal life mm -hmm. having like a real job and paying bills and things like that juggling those two things um and the more and more i've kind of pursued it the deeper in the boston art scene i've gotten mm -hmm. and um which is really beautiful how big and vast the boston art scene really is you know from painters to um, to hip hop artists to photographers, everything you know. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. It's been a pretty crazy ride. I've learned a lot, you know. I've um, had a lot of high points, low points. Um, making a career out of art, there's really no kind of rule book or or um, conventional way to go about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that you gotta, you know kind of deal with your own the learning curve yourself and learn from other artists around you and learn from the um you know the ones that are really successful doing it and all the different ways that you can do it so but yeah it's just a <clears throat> kind of a little bit about me um was there was there anything in particular because i know you said you went from coming back from school and then going to be a super and then just going into your art career like what happened that mm -hmm. made you just like want to focus on art in the middle of all that yeah so I was working at the Mandarin, serving, right, at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I was serving food. It was uh, it was pretty cool. I was making a lot of money. It was really good, but I kind of hated it. I feel that. Um, That's me right now. No, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's, it's tough. So me and my one of my best friends, uh, we went to Hawaii for a month. We were like, you know, like, fuck it. Let's just go to Hawaii. Let's do this kind of journey we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. We went for a month. We did this thing called woofing where you, like, live on a farm in exchange for a place to stay. So you, like you work a few days on the farm. Oh, oh shit! Okay, I've heard of it. Oh. Um, this like changed my life. I don't know. We went to this farm. It was in Hawaii. There was like sixty different fruits that grew on the farm, um, and it, we just had this experience. And every day, so we're living in a cabin in the jungle, probably like twenty, thirty miles away from like anywhere that you would go mm -hmm. to a store. You know, civilization. Yeah, totally. Just <laughs> in the jungle. Um, it was fire. And like to get to that little town, you had to hitchhike. Like wow. 20, 30 miles. So it's not like... God damn. Yo, this shit sound wild. I mean, it sounds crazy, yeah. but you get good at it. And you get used to it. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. make eye contact with people and they stop. And it's a little weird, but you know, you do it. And it's mm -hmm. it's, it's an experience. But anyways, um, every day, like I brought my paint markers. And I would just... Every day I would paint. Because like, what else am I going to do? You know? I don't know. It's just like what I was drawn to do. Mm -hmm. And towards the end of it, I remember I turned 27... Um, on the 27th, because my birthday is May 27th. Yeah. We were out there. I turned 27. I painted a couple of skateboards out there, and I had this, like, click in my head that was like, yo, I, like, need to be doing this as a career. Like, I am foolish not to be. You know, it's stupid for me not to attempt this. Um, okay. So came back. I left three days after that, came back to Boston. I quit my job, cashed out my 401K, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to go for it. You know what I mean? I'm going to, like, try and do art full time and just see what happens and it worked out and it, well you know it's funny like it the it worked out for a bit i ran out of money and eventually had to get another job you know mm -hmm. what i mean because i don't know it's just it's difficult to just make that full tilt switch you I know what i'm saying yeah but it that experience in doing that i had a show and the first show i had it was like I was just really successful, like sold a lot of, of pieces, like a ton more than I expected. And I definitely had this kind of like this um, 
the surge of success that was like to me the universe being like yeah it's possible you know you can mm-hmm. do it so so i had that and you know when i went back to get another job it was like more like whatever job i got was a supplement in a in a side hustle it wasn't numero it wasn't uno you know it wasn't like mm-hmm. my main thing mm-hmm. um so that's when things really switched okay. it was yeah i respect that that's, oh, that's, that's wild do you have any like mentors or is there anybody right now that you're men- mentoring actually like in the art world so i have i have a mentor okay. right now um i take classes once a week from this guy he's a local artist um mm-hmm. he's phenomenal Actually, his name's Brian Life. I'll just go ahead and shout him out. Um, check him out. He's a local um, graffiti legend. Just a really great artist all around. Just good guy. Um, and so, yeah, I've been learning a lot from him. And um, in terms of mentoring other people, I mean, I have, like, a couple of friends that are close to me. Like, I have one buddy um, who's really trying to take up art and really do it and do it really well. And so uh, I've just been sharing different nuggets and stuff that I've learned over the years with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any particular younger mentors except, well, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. I So I do big brother, big sister. That's okay. Um, That's cool. So I got a little bro. His name's Jarrell. That's cool. And he's he's the shit. Like, I love this guy. <laughs> he's just the man. And he's really mature for his age. He's 11 now. Wow. We met um, when he was seven. Mm. Wow. And so, like, I've taken him to the studio, try to, like, teach him some spray painting and, like, teach him some drawing. And I just started taking him to piano classes because he's kind of got some interest in the piano. Okay. Um, so we've been doing that, and that's been pretty cool. But uh, besides that, no other, like, official mentor. Uh, but I'm starting a um, – tomorrow is going to be my first um, – I'm teaching nine first graders in our class. Wow. So. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the youth are great. Down in Hanover. Okay, that was dope. Yeah. That was dope. That's dope. That's so, dope. so um, <clears throat> I remember you opened up saying that the Boston art scene was, like, very vast, and there's, mm. like, a lot of artists of all different types. Um, do you feel like the art scene is, one, well-represented and well-respected just within the state of Massachusetts. I won't even say in the city of Boston, but just the mm-hmm. state of Massachusetts itself. Because like you said, I, I, I know a lot of people in the scene as well. Mm-hmm. I know like so many talented people in the scene. And obviously, um, you know, the viewers know, my mission with this show is just to just amplify all the voices and artists that we got in the city. But in order right. for that to happen, the city got to budge back too. So right. I'm just wondering, right. I know what it's like in the music scene. I know what it's like in other scenes, but in the art scene, I'm trying to know what it's like there too. You know, it's it's hard to say. Um, like when I, the first thing I'm thinking about that just comes to mind when you say that is, I'm thinking of Boston Calling, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, just Boston Calling, that this giant show that happens every year, and you expect you would, I would expect, I think anyone would expect to see a lot of Boston artists on the bill. They never do. saying that. I've been saying that every time. Do, like, oh, but, <laughs> it's Boston calling, but none of these artists are from Boston. Nah, and that's what I like. I just want to give a shout out to Cliff Notes. I don't really know him that well. I met him only a few times, but he did that um, whole Boston answering thing. You guys hear about that? I did not. So he, I'm mad that I haven't. He this was pretty upset, about. and a lot of these guys are pretty upset deservedly so that there's no boston artists on the bill like what the fuck is that about so he did a show called boston answering which is basically like um they did it basically that was the point of the show to show people like yo what what the fuck we're gonna do our own show Mm because y'all ain't y'all ain't hip um so he did that show from what i heard it was a fantastic success like they had a lot of people um this past year Boston Calling got canceled, but Cliff Notes was on the bill, yo. He got on the bill to be on it. Okay, okay. I had tickets to that show, obviously COVID and shit, Mm -hmm. whatever. But um, so to answer your question though, no, I don't feel like Massachusetts has has really gets the representation that I think that it deserves. I think, I think there's a lot of fantastic artists that we have, and a lot of them, like visual artists in particular, Mm -hmm. get up all over Massachusetts. You know, they get up even even. Vermont, New Hampshire, New England proper, you know, um, Salem, Lynn. I mean, we're all over the place. Um, but in terms of like even country nationwide recognition or, or countrywide recognition or even recognition within Massachusetts to the point where people that live in Massachusetts know these names and know these people because 
I don't know how it is for you guys, but for me, before I got into the scene myself, I didn't know anyone's name. I didn't know any of these people. I didn't know any of these these hip hop artists, these um, R and B artists. I didn't know any of these painters. I didn't know none of their names, mm-hmm. and I never would have known them if I didn't go into the scene myself. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's so I'm. I, I feel that. I feel like me personally. You're you're probably the only artist I'm I'm really aware of, as it mm-hmm. pertains to like the. The music scene I, I know a lot of people just because i have friends in that but that's mm-hmm. that's a good comment mm-hmm. but um i wanted to ask you this because you didn't mention covid mm-hmm. how has covid been treating you during during this because i know it, it, it's affected everyone differently and you being in the art scene like i, I want to know how that's really just affected you yeah it's well it's been a trip man i mean for everybody i mean for me personally like before covid we i was doing a lot of pop-up shows there was just a lot of action you know there was a yeah. lot going on once a week maybe a show would pop up or something like that so all of that totally went to a halt um you know and then there's there's for there's the flip-flop like um any artist you might either you we all deal with things differently you know what i mean so you might something like this might happen and you get a surge of inspiration and like want to create mm-hmm. and then sometimes this whole thing could happen and you could get like the opposite where you get kind of like mental block and you don't know how to handle it so for me um i did have a lot of inspiration because uh, i had a lot of time and kind of like when when things kind of broke down and i wasn't able to work anymore it was it was a little scary at first but then when things cleared up like you know like checks started coming in and like unemployment was a possibility mm-hmm. and so it was like oh well i got all this time so let me just dive deep so actually COVID was was great you know COVID was great in a way for me just to get to start creating uh, a lot more and just kind of get in the studio and but then at the same time you know obviously you're just trying to navigate how how to deal with people in social situations how to how to treat life now mm-hmm. after this happened you know adjust yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that so yeah. um my question to you was how did you I love this portrait. How did you, oh, like, thank you. get into your style? Because I know every artist has their own, you know, um, what's the word? Unique. Unique or preferred method of, of art. So what is yours? Right. How did you get into it? Right. Well, abstract is definitely my thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the shapes and the colors. Um, oh, yeah. That's kind of like my freedom zone, you know, where I, I get to just express that vibrancy and that, that kind of really came out of Hawaii I think was just all the vibrant colors and kind of like this explosion of expression that's been dying to come out for a long time um, with the portraits I always get really self-conscious about them you know because mm-hmm. I want it to be perfect yeah. and I have a different kind of way of doing it the way I, I shade and do my kind of a gradient type of uh, oh, yeah. fill in um, but yeah, I mean the 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 abstract free stuff definitely came from Hawaii and came from just like this innate kind of like urge to want to like mess with colors and mess with shapes and just you know kind of play with them just right. to have fun. Mm-hmm. And then the portraits and stuff, I started. Um, me and my buddy would go to a ton of hip hop shows and I would be like, oh, like what can I do for the for the artist you know so i would do a little portrait every time i go to a hip-hop show and i try and like give it to him you know and then so that was what got me into portraits and then trying to yeah just trying to perfect that and get better with it and still trying to perfect that and get better with it yeah and it's it's dope because when we're talking about this piece i only gave him a couple notes like because he, he, he pretty much asked me, what did I, what was I looking for? What did I want? And I... To look good. Yeah. <laughs> to look good. I mean, if I didn't think it was going to come out like that, I just wouldn't have hit him up at all. You feel me? But um, I was just like, I gave him what I was thinking about. So I was like, yeah, we're called the Urban Product. So I want our faces to be on there. I want some, res- uh, some resemblance of the city to be on there. And then I just want, you know, other aspects of hip hop included in it. So, so nailed it with just, the graffiti. You just, just freaked it, huh? Yes, and it, I, that's all that I said, and he did everything else. Nailed it with the graffiti, nailed it with, um, got the record play, got the mic in the corner, the DJ tables. I love the cityscape going along the hill. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. And, like, obviously, uh, people listening have no idea what we're talking about. But the people viewing, <laughs> the people viewing, if you were in the studio and you, like, were able to look at it very close up, 
there's certain parts of it um, that lets you know it's the Boston skyline. So that's really dope as well. And that's what I love about it. So, yeah, you, I like to give people, you know, creative control when they're doing it. I was like, yo, I, I came to you because I fucked with your vision. I don't want to tell you what to do. I just want to give you a couple of ideas and then just see what you're able to come up with. Because mm. creative control, you're going to get the best product out of that. You feel sure. me? And I'm able that we're able to um, mm. join up and create this. It's beautiful. Now, Preach. You hooked it up with the skyline, too, how we were going to fit it in. Yeah. Cool. Like, I like that kind of working together to kind of achieve one thing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, exactly. It's dope. Like, it's dope. Cool. We're bouncing off of um, what Rich said earlier when he was talking about COVID. Um, I know mm. me personally and a lot of other people can attest to this. In the beginning of COVID, like you said, it was a very scary time. Mm-hmm. And if you were creative and um, if you were creative and whatever your field was, if that's what you were bringing in as revenue, it was a scary time because you just didn't know mm. what was going to go on with the world. You feel me? But you did yeah. say COVID did help you become um, more creative with the time that it gave you. So you were able to work on a bunch of um projects but before you got there i knew there was probably a creative block and probably just you know maybe a little bit of depression because nobody knew what anything was going on but mm-hmm. i want to know how were you able to bounce back from that because right. there's probably a lot of listeners who when this happened complete creative shutdown creative block had no idea what to do because the world just wasn't moving but because you were able to bounce back from that i just want to know any helpful tips that you had to get to that point right sure yeah i mean um i would say to bounce back, you know, sometimes we all, like you said, we all go into, like, a loop of depression. Like, um, I know, like, you know, COVID was all sweet and everything was great and I was creating just fine. But then, like, when the George Floyd thing happened, like, I, I like, didn't know, I didn't have anything to say. You know, I didn't have anything to create. I didn't, like, I, di- I was just really, like, I was kind of going down mm. and, um bouncing back from that like i had to really wrap my head around like how can i use what i'm doing to have an impact and a purpose so for me like the bounce back was more like finding a purpose and using that purpose to breathe life into my work again you know like um obviously everything that's going on right now in terms of the social breakdown and the injustices and you know everything in that whole arena has really it was really it's really disheartening to to see and then but at the same time you know using that fusing it into the work really allows like a whole new life you know and a whole new vision Mm -hmm. um i just started doing a, a series of black lives matter signs right but with different flags in the background. Um, And I, this guy reached out to me from Uganda and I've been talking to him pretty much every day for the past like two months. And he runs an orphanage over there in Uganda. So shout out to Uganda. Shout out to Uganda for sure. Um, His name is Bunyagaza Isaac. And he's a really great dude. And he has about uh, 30 kids down there that he's trying to take care of. And so I basically figured that I can use doing these signs and then taking all of the proceeds from those signs and just giving it to that orphanage in Uganda. And that way, now it's like when I'm thinking about creating, it's like I have this whole new frequency and energy that really gets me excited to work on what I'm working on. Similar to like finding new purpose. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Using a purpose to get you out of whatever slump that you might be in. You know what I mean? So. I respect that. Okay. okay. So, so that was COVID. I mean, things are opened up right now. Lord knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Months coming up, election, flu season, all that. But I want to know what's going on with you. I mean, we're moving into October tomorrow or in two days. So, like, what's going on? What do you have cooking up for the end of the year going into 2021? <laughs> He's excited. Yeah, what kind of projects? Because <laughs> he's been holding his bag yeah. for a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so right now the big thing that is on my plate right now is uh, is the orphanage. I mean, well, so I, I'm working on doing um, like many of these different these different flags behind these signs. Mm-hmm. Um, me and a buddy of mine, a couple of buddies of mine, we're working on doing a fundraiser, setting up a fundraiser where we could have something like a um, kind of like a uh, like a 
you know how they do those like infused dinners, but not like an infused dinner. I know exactly it would what be, you're about. Okay. Yeah. but it wouldn't be like a dinner. It'd be more like a like a banquet kind of thing. Yeah, something yeah, like that so where yeah. you would pay a price and like all the proceeds would go to Raffle. the orphanage. That's There'd be that. raffles. There'd be a lot of art, a lot of giveaways, and things like that. Smart. Um, so that's something that we're looking at to come up soon right now. Um, I got this Black Panther painting that's in the mix that's about to be finished, so I'm excited to finish that it's up. It's going to make me cry. I know. Um, <laughs> rest in peace to Chadwick. Um, for sure. For sure. For sure. Chadwick Boseman. And um, other than that, you know, I've been, um, I've been learning a little bit of construction from my dad and, and kind of working a whole other avenue with a career um in, in construction so that's been an interesting turn you know mm-hmm. um but other than that yeah just I, I, ha- I don't have anything planned too far ahead mm-hmm. you know um but just kind of working on these things that i'm working on now um i have been so one of my one of my covid hobbies or covid interests that i've been learning is guitar nice so i've nice. been practicing for a few months and um trying to yeah, infuse that into my into my performance to to music into poetry into hip hop. So that's something that's been really exciting for me. That's starting to bubble, you know. Yeah. So. Is that like your own like songs that you're doing, or are you doing diff- like songs that are actually out? Are you practicing with covers? That? So well, I've been learning covers. Like I can do a couple of Bob Marley jams. You know, I can do um, you know a Jack Johnson jam or two um, some dispatch but I'm really trying to create my own my own rhythms my own melodies uh, I got a loop pedal so now I can sit there and and do a loop mm-hmm. do a quick loop and then try and solo over it a little bit and then throw some rhymes on it something like that so producer performer yeah something like that I see what I like about what you're doing is like you're good. You're good at something, right? But you, you, you didn't choose to just stick at that. You know, mm-hmm. you're stepping into other avenues and platforms that kind of just mesh well together as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounded like to me that you know you're on your way to being a really big and dope visual artist. You know, not just painting, not just graffiti, but if you're incorporating like po- poetry and music into your work as well, then yeah, we're just you know then it'll turn into performing arts, like performance yeah. art performance art yeah <laughs> and then it turns into that you feel me so it's really dope finding new ways to express yourself reinventing uh, huh reinventing yourself yeah facts you feel me upgrading yourself we love that mm. um it was something else that i wanted to ask as well yes um the upcoming projects i know one of the remember that thing that you did on seaport like that oh, art piece yeah, can you yeah, talk yeah. about that real quick because i like that but i think i think the listeners would like hearing about that yeah, too Yeah, absolutely um i got a great gig down in seaport to do a really large mural it was like 80 feet by yeah. i think five feet it's a lot bigger than i than i expected <laughs> than i anticipated but um it was really cool i was allowed to basically have creative freedom so i could do whatever i wanted um which was great because i, I really just wanted to do something that could cover it, you know, in a, in a reasonable amount of time, but still express that kind of flavor. Um, so I went with kind of my unique style, um, just doing the the shapes and, you know, the colors and things like that, just to give a splash of life to the seaport. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Um, and then at the end of it, I was kind of was talking with my girlfriend, and she was like, you know, you should really do something else, add a little bit more... Um, of a message to it you know what i mean and that's where the words came in and the words usually i do like i've done a lot of pieces before where i'll just focus on a bunch of positive words i used to do portraits where i would do the portrait and then in the background it would just be like tons of tiny little positive words in there um so i was like yeah that's gonna be perfect um and then we came up with uh, peace love equality justice freedom integrity um there's another one I think in there I might be missing, but yeah, basically all of those words, um, and it's now, it's it's like any time I drive by or I go by, I'm like, damn, like this thing actually is pretty huge. You yeah, because so each it's a really sweet. Because each word was its own piece, right? Each word was its own piece. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. So, the owners of Pastoral, which is like a pizza kitchen restaurant, they're a really nice pizza. He's the one who reached out to me um, through actually a friend that worked at the bar. She doesn't work in there anymore, so shout out to Lauren. She put it all together. Um, and he was, 
you know, this is what he wanted. So he was saying basically what he's going to do with each piece is take each piece individually once the patio is done, hang them up inside the restaurant, and then auction them off. And then all of the proceeds are going to go towards the restaurant industry since they've taken a pretty big hit during COVID, mm-hmm. you know, like most of us. Mm-hmm. So. So it's cool. It ended up being a project where I could do something of my own vision, and then at the same time, it's going to give back to the community, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So, hit me with camera three real quick. So I don't have. Uh, um, obviously, while you're reviewing this, you'll see um, pictures of Joey's art throughout the episode. But if y'all compete these dope little stickers that I got right here, these are like these are some of the designs that he came up with. The other designs, you can um, follow him on his Instagram. I'll let you plug that in yeah, real plug, quick. Plug yourself. Oh, yeah. At Joey Free IV. That's the IG. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Joey yeah. Free IV. And the website's imaginaryvisioniv.com. Facts. I usually got that link in my bio, but right now it's the link to the GoFundMe for the orphanage in Uganda. Facts. So, Go yeah. peep that out. Go check that DM out. DM me okay. if you need anything. Facts. And I'm DM me. You feel me? Just another thing, um, probably just to wrap it up. So definitely make sure you go check his workout. Please. Hit him up. Mm. Hey, if you have, you know, commissions, hit the man up. That's my face. That's his face. That's her face. You see how we all look alike? That means you can trust the man to provide you with some quality content. And you know what I like about the professionalism about this guy? You got me, right? A laid back brother. I'm chill. I'm like, man, take your time. I'm like, chill. I'm doing whatever you got to do. But he was persistent. He was like, hey, man, I know I said I was going to get it by this date. But what's it called? Um, I just need another. And I was like, yo, bro, take as much time mm-hmm. as you need. But he was like, oh, no. the If I promise you a time... That's actually very important to me, something that I take really seriously mm. in my business. So I admire that type of professionalism from an um, individual. So I have to definitely give you some kudos. Thank you. But you have a lot of youngins watching this right now. So just for the up and comers, this is some free game. I just want you to just pretty much run through how you were able to come up with your site, how you were able to get your studio, sure. um, yeah. your business practices in terms of how you commission your art. Just some things in case you have some people wondering how to take that first step to go to the next level, what they should do from someone who's done it. You feel me? Mm, absolutely. Thank you. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's, there's a lot of things. Um, basically, the, the first thing is um, you got to be persistent and know what it is that you love to do. Um, you obviously want to do whatever it is that you love to do without ever th- like expecting that you're going to get paid a whole lot of money for it. Um, as long as you really enjoy what you're doing and you know, you're know you grateful for what you have and you put in the time and you put in the effort and the energy, um, you're definitely going to go far and you're going to be satisfied with what you're able to produce. And that's kind of the goal for me is to be satisfied um, at what I'm able to produce. Um, in terms of uh, a studio, it's definitely something that, you know, I share a space with another buddy of mine. Um, so before that, though, I was in a communal space with a lot of other artists. You have to get to a point where whatever work that you're doing, you're doing things that are too big for you just outgrow your home or your room and you need a bigger space, mm-hmm. you need a studio space. There's communal spaces. Um, there's this place called the Self-Made Designs down in Quincy. That was the first communal artist space I was ever a part of. Um, you're, they have great memberships where you could go in there. I think it's like 50 bucks a month or something like that. And you have access to a giant studio space. And they would just um, let you use it? And yeah, you can go in there and use it between the times they're open. They're open okay. pretty much all the time. Um, Zach, uh, Zach Acorn is the guy who runs that place. So you definitely want to hit him up. Um, the can of corn that's his handle or the self-made designs it's a great place mm-hmm. uh, eventually i kind of outgrew that place and maybe not even outgrew but just want would want more of my own space uh, for anyone who wants their own space it's going to cost you some money you know it's, it's you got to pay for it but um when you're get to that point and you have enough work and it's that important to you then it'll be there for you you know you can there's spaces that are around you just got to look for them um and you'll find a great space uh what was the other thing that you mentioned too not just business practices in case um people or um your site as well yeah yeah yeah. website's really simple i just went on wix.com 
Um, you just got to pay for a domain. Uh, I think I pay, like, I think all said and done, I think it's like a few hundred bucks every couple of years, like, or for a year or two. Maybe for a That's year a or two. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. It's it's really, um, it's affordable. And it's easy, very user-friendly. You can customize and create your own website yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. I created mine. It's not amazing, but it has everything that you need. It's got my bio. It has all my my art. You know the prices. You can check in and out online. You can buy sticker packs on there, um, and you know websites are great. Um, it's not absolutely necessary. It's nice if you have an Instagram page that's full of your work and you can serve as your portfolio. That's good too. But mm. you you do want a website. I think um, I think it's good to have a website nowadays. You just need a place to be online where people can find you. Um, and I will recommend too. This is for any visual primarily more for a visual artist but there's a fantastic book it's called art money success and it's by maria brophy um i came across this book about a year ago and it is literally like this i listened to the audiobook so i did it while i was driving you can get the audiobook it's real easy um she breaks down in that book not every way but a, a multitude of ways to earn a living from art um, not only does she break down a multitude of ways to earn a living from your art, she breaks down how much you should charge. She breaks down what the value of your work is. Um, you really want to take into account this is for any artist who is doing, selling their work or even is too timid to sell their work. Don't be too timid to sell your work. You have to sell your work and you have to sell it at a fair price. Mm-hmm. If something takes you eight hours to create or 12 hours to create and you're selling it for 30 or 40 bucks you know do the math you're not you're not saying that you're worth very much time you know um, okay. what you're doing if you were to basically she, she broke it down like this which really helped me to get it but if you were to earn a, re, a reasonable income off art say like fifty thousand dollars a year then that would break down to like three hundred dollars a day almost if you're working just monday through friday so you would have to work you 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 would have to make at least $300 each day just to make 50 grand a year. It's not like you're balling at 50 grand a year. Mm-hmm. You're just making a living. But once once any artist gets into that type of mind state, all of a sudden everything that they've ever created has a much more tangible number to it. Mm-hmm. You know? I know there's a lot of artists out there that will undersell the hell out of themselves. You know what I mean? I see it all the time. I used to do the same thing. I used to practically give my work away. Um, How do you gain that confidence, though? Because right, if I made a piece, right, right, right. I could be like, you know what? Like, I don't really sell that art, but now I feel like this piece, you know what? I'm going to sell it for 500 But how do I get that confidence to just say, yes, I'm going to sell this for this price, you know? Well, you know what it is? It's really, well, what it was for me is like, all right, well, if I say this is my career, if I say this is what I want to do, then that then the prices and the work it has to be commensurate with that or i don't know if if that's not the right word but it has to basically like whatever i'm selling my work for it has to equal this is my career you know if Mm -hmm. it's something that you're just doing on the side and you're always afraid to say if i'm an artist and i want to sell art then your price will always kind of stay down there you know okay um so it's it's really all about at what rate do you value your own time and what what do you how do you value what you're putting into your work if you only did like one piece every once in a while then it's obviously not going to be as much of a big deal for you to put a significant price on it because okay. it's whatever you just shit it out or whatever but if you're serious about your craft you're spending hours and hours on your craft you're creating pieces and you really want it to be something that you're going to earn from then make it something you're going to earn from, you know? Okay. And as long as the biggest thing is if you're confident in your price and in what you're selling, then whoever it is on the other side of that is going to feel that, resonate with it, and respect mm-hmm. it. And if they don't, then it's just a reflection of how they treat themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, too, um, like I had a buddy of mine who was going to do a, <laughs> a big piece for somebody and he, he blotted out the price and the guy was like, oh, what do I get a car with that too or something like that? And obviously, my buddy had to break down to him, well, bro, like, this is what you asked for. It's a giant piece. 
I'm gonna have to put in X amount of hours creating it. The paint's gonna cost X amount. So you, you gotta think all these things. Yeah. You know, what are your materials cost? What does your time cost? And then you're gonna, it's gonna be easier for you to come up with a number and to say it with confidence because you're like, dude, I'm, I'm working. You yeah. Know? Okay. So, no, I like that. I like that. Free game. Yeah, yeah it's free game. Because what do you think or not? Even though I'm not um, an artist, so to say, in that realm. Everything that he just said, I was able to take some from it as well. So all of you guys can take it Even and if apply it to whatever artist, practice. Like if you, you have, have a side hustle, apply yeah. what he just mm-hmm. said to your side hustle. If you're an hustle, entrepreneur in general. You feel me? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That book is Art, Money, Success by Maria Brophy. I really recommend it. Even Facts. if you're I'll not a visual artist. I'll put that in the description. That's a fact. I love it. All right. Words. Does anyone else have any questions? Mm-hmm. Yo, do you have any questions for us? Yeah, I do got questions. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, why not? First oh, of I'm all, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, what number episode are we on right now? Oh, this is 103. Okay. 103. Right, so I'm going to talk my shit. I, oh, they turned me down. It's okay. <laughs> this is episode 103. <laughs> no, that's what's up. What, um, what inspired you to, to do this? Um, this could be a question for each one of you guys. Yeah, well, he, start, he started. He started, then yeah. I joined. I would say, what was it like episode twenty four, five, twenty one? Yeah, twenty one. So twenty one. Next month will be his two month anniversary. Two, two year, year anniversary. Two year anniversary. Yeah, two year right. anniversary. Yeah. yeah. So he, he can he can, he can explain all, why yeah. he started. Yeah. yeah. Explain that. <laughs> and I'll jump in and add my piece. Yeah. And shit. <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah, I started the show. Um, official start date is February two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, started just me having a conversation with a friend and I, I've said this story so many times but I never mind saying it again so I was just having this conversation with my friend and we're so close we have these thoughtful honest conversations with each other all the time no matter how um, uncomfortable or <laughs> politically incorrect it might be we just have these honest and thoughtful conversations with each other and I think one night when my um, in my living room while we were watching TV after a conversation we had, I was like, yo, you know what? This would make a really dope, like, thing for people to hear. I feel like these type of conversations, mm-hmm. even though if I was to have this same exact conversation with somebody else, it might not have gone well because, you know, ego and mm-hmm. shit like that. Sure. But the healthy conversation I was able to have with um, my friend at the time, <laughs> I really thought it would be dope for other people to see what that sounds like, too. Mm-hmm. And we're, we were both smooth talkers. Um, I was on a radio show when I was... Um, at college and she was on the radio show with me so we were just natural on the mic Mm -hmm. so uh we started the show uh eventually it grew to a place where we pulled other people in before it was just us two talking on like uh current topics but then it got bigger to the point where we'd pull other people in uh my friends would come join sit down for conversations we'd have musicians come on and just talk about things like that so It started off just being a really small conversation, and it evolved into a bigger platform. Um, yeah, and then, like we said, Darnell joined around episode 21, even though he first guest starred on episode 6, I believe. Uh, so he's technically been with the podcast since we started. I he see. just wasn't official until a couple episodes no, later. No, no, he, he's capping. So I was on episode 6. <laughs> I, was on, on episode I was six? on episode 6. How am I capping? You I was here? on episode 6. It was received well. He brought me on received another. Received well. It was received well. Showcasing the mixtape. Nah. I don't doubt it. I really don't doubt it. I, I don't remember everything that happened my first time. You got to run that episode back. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. I definitely did plug my mixtape. But anyway, I remember I was on another episode after that and then um his his first his first co-host had to had to leave cuz you know she had her own thing going on. Mm-hmm. And then um he asked me because we were living living together at the same time. The the, the last episodes I were on were received well in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then and then, you know it was only natural. It was only natural for you know him to come to me and just be like, "Yeah, you want to be on the podcast." And me when he asked me that, I was I was honored. I was honored to be on the podcast, and uh, I've just been enjoying myself ever since. And then um, it got to a point, I would say, last, what was it, July? Yeah. Last July, where we, we just decided, like, yeah, yeah. We, need a, we need a female voice on this show because mm-hmm. we're, we're two males. Sometimes there, there are some topics that need a, needs a female's voice, and who right, are we to, right. you know, input our opinion into that? So we're like, yeah, we need, we need to bring someone on. So, you know, we started that search, and... Uh, he kept saying it. He was like, yeah, we're looking for a female co-host. I'm like, bro, just, like, are you asking me? Like, just put me on. And then he was like, I'll talk about it with Dev. And I was like, okay. 
and then we came on and people liked it and then i was like yeah i'll join that's what's up and here that's we are a year and later a year and some time you guys got a fantastic dynamic i mean i love like checking the snippets and i think i've said this to dev mad times but the conversations are just mad real it's mad raw and like vulnerability like i always see as like a superpower i think it's a beautiful thing and and we need more of it you know what i'm saying um and it's just great you know you guys got a great thing going here so i appreciate that oh, thank, thank you, you. Thanks, oh, i appreciate thank it. you facts and and one actually sorry one more thing yeah. i want to ask one question for each of you um do either of you guys have like any other like uh side hobby or something that we wouldn't know that you're up to that you're doing that's dope like i know darnell's got the mixtape and shit i oh want to hear if you're, I'm, yeah i'll be capping he's giving you so much yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the funniest thing bro like you really you really have him like no i'm just playing i don't even know if that's really his thing no i really I, just, like, I really have one out but that was from like five years ago oh, okay i retired from the rap game nah, but uh me yo, nah. Yo, what, what's that called? Yo, Reno, what was it called? Ninth Chamber? Yo, I'm gonna plug my man shit in real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. He's nah, like, nah, what? My dog can rap, you feel me? Because <laughs> my dog can <laughs> rap. I'll say, I'm plugging Reno's tape. If I gotta plug in Reno's tape, you feel me? <laughs> nah, but beside hustles at the moment, I don't really have anything. I just be focused on my fit, like personal health, to be honest. Like most of my free time, like either trying to work out. Uh, get my back fixed, stretch, play basketball. I just had surgery, so I mean, I can only do so much. Nice. But I have been looking into, you know, like starting my own like YouTube channel with this uh, shoe restoration because I like cleaning. I, I enjoy that shit, and I like shoes as well. Yeah. So I feel like that'd be something that I could easily monetize as well as you know just put on YouTube. So that's something I'm thinking about doing. I ha I don't know yet, but that's that's something. That's what's up. That's cool. Um, for me, uh, it's not really side hustle, more of like. Like, I dance. Um, oh, I've been yeah, dancing yeah. for, oh, God, since I was, like, nine years old. I'm taking a pause now because, like, it's not as easy to just go up in a studio and rec um, just break out a choreo or try and just have a f free lance of a choreo. But I dance. I'm a hair fanatic, so I braid hair from time to time. Oh, nice. um, okay. In fact, she has, a huh? she has a different hairstyle each episode. It's yeah, I do. Fans like keep track. Like it's amazing. <laughs> no, yeah, I do. I really like to braid hair. She does this. Like you're taking um, customers type of thing? No, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, like fans keep track of her hair. That's what's yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. Really cool. <laughs> um, but other than that, no, yeah, that's pretty much it. Real quick, real quick. Cool. Can you braid my hair? It, like, is this long oh enough? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, it is long enough, but it will twist. Hurt. I want twist. Yes. Yeah, we gonna we yeah. gonna we gonna talk anyway. My fault. Okay. <laughs> All right. My side hustle besides my like, besides my other job, um, stuff I can't announce yet. But um, yeah, there's, there's stuff yeah. in the works. There's a lot of stuffs in the work. I've been busy this quarantine, um, and I'm just busy in general. I have big plans to take everything. This is just the first step. So, yeah, a lot of side hustles, but I can't share them yet. It's just something that y'all are going to have to see. All right. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, any more questions from anybody before we bounce? No. All right, let's step into our reality checks, okay? Uh, Joy, I ran down for you earlier what uh, reality checks are to the show, but mm -hmm. now that you're living into it, we'll start with Rich. You know, we're just giving free game to the it. listeners, especially for this episode. I feel like this episode has just been big on... Um, entrepreneurship and just chasing your dreams and all that and just the business practices so let's have our reality checks be based on that you feel me so yeah go ahead rich start with that okay all right so my reality check is basically you focus on your personal personal in or personal wealth essentially make sure you're not you know spending money on stupid shit make sure you're saving and make sure you're you're investing in yourself most importantly because investing in yourself you'll never you'll never regret that you'll always be able to get that back like he said if you if you have a side hustle, make sure you're monetizing that in the right way. Make sure you're pro you're properly pricing yourself. But like I said, focus on your personal wealth. That's all you got. That's my reality check. Mm, I feel mm -hmm. that. All right, my reality check is to take a page out of Joey's book and just essentially keep reinventing yourself. Keep finding ways to. Um, make money and not only that explore different areas of yourself that you never really thought you would be into until you actually get into it um and i think the best way to do to do that is just to be open and 
branch out also to different avenues not just what you know best but what you could you know become become yes thank you i like that i like that that too. <laughs> uh, reality check for me um, this week is taking an attitude of gratitude. Lately, I've been just kind of thinking, you know, I really, I, I really want to just stay thankful for everything that I have and like where I'm at. Um, so gratitude and kind of like just keeping that in mind throughout the day, you know, um, gratitude and vision. So. Um, I know everyone probably talks about vision or has heard about vision, but just keeping um, keeping a vision for what I want in my life present, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you know for and reality check, I guess for for everybody else too, you know, just try to stay grateful and thank, be thankful for what you can be thankful for and grateful for, because um, that helps. You could use that as an advantage, and then keep your vision strong of where it is that you want to be and what it is that you want out of life, you know. Mm. Word. And then for my reality check, um, we're all taking a page from Joey's book today. So the game I was able to get off of him today is if I feel like I am worth something, set my price and don't change it. You feel me? So I'm going to pass that on to all of y'all. You feel me? I've been thinking of ways um, to turn this into from a hobby into a business. And I'm only a quarter of the way there. But a lot of the topics that we had um, in this conversation helps. So do not sell yourself short. Um, if you believe you are worth something, stand on that and don't back down. Don't let other people tell you that you're worth something else because who are they? You feel me? Hmm. Um, so like I said, believe in yourself and like, and in knowing your worth and not like budging any of that, you carry a sense of confidence with that. And with that confidence, when you tell your people your price and you don't back down, they're going to take you seriously for your shit. And in that same tone, them taking you seriously and they're paying that price they know they're gonna get quality shit and that all starts from not selling yourself short mm. so that is my reality mm. check you feel me beautiful beautiful Talking i love shit. that oh, yeah i love that mm. it was great <laughs> let's get into our vibes of the week and then uh yeah we can coast with this episode rich start us off so my vibe of the week is uh off g herbo's deluxe album and it is uh riding with it Out there crying and shit. 
All these bitches talking about they love me out there lying and shit. Keep my heat on like surprises, and I see the envy all in your eyes. Shit, devil in disguise, want me to meet my demise. Ain't no love in this shit. Niggas watch me starve all in this shit. Now I'm eating, niggas say they hungry, got low carbs and all this shit. Get no fuck, niggas suck my dick. Wouldn't be hitting me if I was rich. Miles away, be hearing this, and I come back round, niggas don't say shit, cause I ain't no bitch. You wanna ride around with them licks, try and get your lick back when this shit crack and see how I been feel like Chris, this nigga finna get frappin' man. I spent so much sacking this shit, I forgotten it. Hit the A, they love me, I feel like I'm dominant. Did some Louis kicks, I mix the Virgil top with it. You're a struck, I cop the whip, the slut, you're poppin' it. So I'm riding with it. Yeah, I'm riding with it. with it. Gotta ride with it. Fight cases and shit, I still gotta ride with it. Yeah, I'm riding with it. I'm still riding with it. I'm a death for this shit. And uh, that was Ryan with it. Uh, G Herbo, you're welcome. No, <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um, my vibe of the week. I apologize. I have to do it for a second time in a row, but it's been playing nonstop. So, yeah, it's Hit Different by SZA and Ty Dolla Sign. Hit For you, Joey, what's your vibe this week? Vibe of the week um, is Masterclass by Elzai. Elzai okay. just dropped um, Masterclass is fire. The whole album's fire. Word.
came here to school y'all niggas Welcome to the master class, better catch it once a jewel for all niggas This is annual, beside the good book with John Peter and Nathaniel There's the manual, you can't visually process it Your arms too short to flip through the literature It will turn every fingertip blue from miniature To a mega monstrosity, touching this copy and blood bearing my signature The information embedded is priceless Those who were beheaded, the shredded, get slices Never dreaded this crisis, they should've learned the do's and don'ts So I wrote this, to warn you about the unicorn that's shitting on your goat list There's a chapter on how not to get on my bad side The biggest lesson learned by those who had pride That was caught up inside a brainstorm From an actual master who acted for The forecast were natural disasters I'll kill a man with the pen like Tommy DeVito Or was it Nicky Centaro in a movie by the grimy casino You should study me, just in case I gotta test you Till you put me in your top five, hovered above your best two The way I break down science, I could have backed it up To sell it for a mill a piece and civilize the wildebeest One man crazy, free, but he sings I came here to school, y'all niggas Watch me rack them up like side hustles in the pool hard niggas. I'm telling you, boy, you better watch your step. Hey, look, man, I, I, I take you out, my nigga. If you ready to learn, put your hands up. You ready to learn, hands up. Ready to learn, hands up. Ready to learn. If you ready to learn, let me see you go up and down, up and down, up and down. If you think you know what I'm all about And you feel you're the answer to this problem Make sure that you're ready when I call you out I came here to school, y'all niggas If you broke or you fell in the wealth Don't be a hot shot, I turn to a shell of himself You gon' learn today, I don't care how you earn your pay I eat your food, lick the whole plate and have you return the tray That's coming straight from the one they call the crown ruler Dropping gems on the weakest link, more than a town jeweler Cause chapter one is entitled The Illers The deadliest skill is a real kiss of death For every breath that you will miss Chapter four is about how I can take the bars of my head and put them in yours till you hear the clink from the sliding doors. Chapter seven is my name. Eight is how I ate up the confidence of a great and changed the fate of who they became. And chapter ten is my favorite. It says rather I write it down or auto save it, I will still body giants like David. I'm an amazing man. Before we go any further, if we're on the same page, then you should raise a hand. Make sure I see him so when I perform this live, the people who's the closest to me gets a high five in real time. I still rhyme the words I say in the song. Then I ask to play a game. If I point at you, start playing along. It's simple. I drop the beat and you'll finish my line. Just make sure that you say it clear and keep up with the temple. You understand that? Okay, go. L, you taught me something at your show. I came here to school y'all niggas. In the land of the blind, the man with only one eye rule all niggas. See, watch what I say, man. When y'all hear this shit and y'all come to the show, I'ma tell you if you failed or not. If you ready to learn, put your hands up. You ready to learn? Hands up. Ready to learn? Hands up. Ready to learn? If you ready to learn, let me see you go up and down, up and down, up and down. If you think you know what I'm all about And you feel you're the answer to this problem Make sure that you're ready when I call you out I came here to school y'all niggas Facts, facts, facts. And then for my vibe of the week, you know me, I never know what's my vibe. So we're going to do this. Um, it's going to be off of um, an artist that's lesser known, but I feel like she is going to make some noise pretty soon in this game. Uh, she goes she goes by the name of D Gotti. So that's D-E-E space G-A-T-T-I. And the song is called Chances. Enjoy. Taking chances. I hope I don't miss my blessings. Fucking with you feels like I'm playing space. Could this be real or none of it? Running off my period 
definitely check her out um yeah obviously i'll put you on a dope shit episode after episode so yeah listen to me all right <laughs> all right and that is the end of this episode joey free thank you so much for coming out you thank feel you so me much. we appreciate thank you, you appreciate for coming you. through thank you um week after week people just tell me how much they love this piece and yeah I said I'm going to bring the man who was responsible for it on this show, and we were able to do it. So I'm just happy when everything's able to work out. You feel Mm -hmm. me? Uh, We'll definitely keep in touch. Any future um, events that you got going on, definitely let us know. Because, hey, I want to pull up to an open mic. I'm not going to spit, but I'll sit in the crowd. You feel me? I'll sit in the crowd and just watch. You feel me? Because I love being in those type of vibes and those type of scenes. Apparently, like... Apparently, you know what your cousin or your aunt, your cousin, uncle, something Surge. like that. Surge, y'all, y'all know people. Sa- oh, no, oh, you know Sasian, yeah, yeah, yeah fast. Yes. I want to pull up yes. to one of those events. You feel me? Definitely got to come out there. All right. And uh, with that being couple. said, they just got they just got married. Yeah, I've heard him freestyle before. He's not yeah. bad. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not bad. Nah, he's Give him that. Yo, this is yeah. your shout out. Shout out to Sassy. This is your shout out. Facts. So, with that being said, you've been listening to your boy DME. Man, it's yeah. Do that over. You've been listening to your boy DME. You've been listening to your boy Cozy Rich. And this is your boy Joey Free. We love that. You feel me? You've been listening to the Urban Product. We will catch y'all next time. Love. love. Hey, 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 hey. Don't take that. Like that? Love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's take my shit. Wow.